This show contains language that is unsuitable for children. Grant us love filled with good intention. May we find peace in the midst of ascension. We know what they make us, though they try to break us and say we love us, give love. Welcome to Straight Vibes, No Chasers. Raw talk on coming out of the closet about our fears and why we're so hell-bent on resisting our highest good. This podcast focuses on the African-American experience concerning fear and our long-standing romance with mediocrity. You can follow and comment on the show topics on Instagram at SVNC underscore podcast or go to PennyMurray.com where you can also find out more about Dr. Murray's work, her book, Giving Myself Permission, and the African-American Council on Fear. Now, here's your host, Dr. Penny Murray. Hey, and welcome to Straight Vibes No Chasers from Dallas, Texas. First, I want to apologize for being so late with this post, but I haven't been slacking off because I've been busy with a fundraising campaign to open a new center I call the Learning Spa Inner Wellness and Cultural Incubation Center. Now, while the fundraising didn't go as well as I had hoped, the exercise or the experience definitely stretched me. I learned a lot more about fundraising, but I also discovered a few things about myself. Now, let me just make a confession here. When my divine allies told me about the learning spa, I didn't wait for guidance as usual. I just ran with the idea. And as usual, the outcome was meager. So I've been learning to get out of my own way by practicing the way of allowing. To be more specific, I've been practicing surrendering my ego so that I am uh, more receptive to collaborating with my divine allies to bring things about instead of me running off with my intellectual self that most of the time I don't know shit. So anyway, I'm also wanting to stop pushing back and resisting when my divine allies start telling me certain things um, because they begin to take me in a certain direction right now. And I'm, I feel myself kicking and screaming. I am your host, Dr. Penny Murray, and you can find out more about The Learning Spa or help me in my fundraising efforts by visiting my website and selecting the Community Outreach tab. So I got to give a quick shout out to the Uplift Her organization and its founder, Portia O'Neill. Uplift Her is based in St. Louis, Missouri, and it's dedicated to encouraging, inspiring, and uplifting all feminine energy types. Their overall goal and dedication is to stand in the gap for other women and the feminine energy and empowering that energy through community. The organization encourages us to live in our feminine truth, Their hashtag, I know her, is also a way for us as a broader community to communicate how proud we are to know a woman of strength, courage, and excellence, whether she knows it or not. And sometimes we need it for ourselves because we do a good job at encouraging others, but we women, we don't know how to turn around and use that same energy for ourselves. And so, By that, I'm saying, even if it's you, hashtag, I know her says, we see you. Now, you can find out more about Uplift Her uh, at their website, uplifther365.com. In part two 
of the conversation at the dinner table with Portia and Candace O'Neill. We're discussing things like men who find two women being together sexually stimulating, competition between the opposite sex within the LGBTQ plus community, uh, becoming one, collaborating and aligning energies within the relationship. We talk about effectively communicating, which includes intra-communication and navigating the emotional baggage that interferes with our relational connection. We talk about their plans for having children as an LGBTQ plus married couple. And finally, we explore the question, why are you gay? This show is dedicated to my family members who are LGBTQ plus Americans, but Before we get into that conversation at the dinner table, I gotta do my two cents, my contribution to Black History 365. The Harlem Renaissance, which flourished around 1919 to about 1935, was a cultural, artistic, and political movement. That era was full of brilliant LGBTQ plus African-Americans that celebrated their works in art, film, music, and literature. Historian Henry Louis Gates once described the Harlem Renaissance as being as much gay as it was black. The black creatives of the Harlem Renaissance produced works that raised new questions about what was and was not respectable, what should and should not be considered the symbol of freedom, and what could and could not fit into the vision of Black liberation. In many ways, the Harlem Renaissance LGBTQ plus community reimagined Blackness and Black people's place in what was called the American Democratic Project. This period also emphasized the influence gay social networks had on the Harlem Renaissance development and the importance of sexual identity in fully understanding a person's work and their creative process. They created new forms of art and cultural expressions that examined how Black people's relationships to the state communities, and each other could be articulated in radically different ways. Key LGBTQ figures of the Renaissance period, among others, were poet Langston Hughes, Conte Collins, Claude McKay, performers Ethel Waters, Edna Thomas, and Alberta Hunter, intellectuals like Ellen Locke, literary salon owner Alexander Gumby, and sculpture Richmond Barthay. Their creative expressions of music, film, dance, poetry, literature, and art broke new ground that still reverberates through the African-American LGBTQ plus culture today. There is a lot to be rediscovered about the enormous contributions LGBTQ plus Americans have made and are making throughout Americans' history. Now, for part two, Don't See Your Fears, See Me, My Essence, a conversation at the dinner table with Portia and Candace O'Neill. I thank you guys for coming back and doing the second half of this because there's so much 
to just really uh, absorb. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I wanted to ask is there's a lot of men out there who find no problem in two women being together right. and find it very sexy. But then those same men, if I went as a woman, a heterosexual woman, and had the same relationship with another man, he got all kinds of problems. Mm -hmm. But he finds it sexually stimulating yes. when it's two women together. Yeah. Yes. So, um, ironically, the young lady that I was dating in college before Candace and I met, there was a male relationship, and he disliked the young lady because we stayed friends, you know, while him and I was together. Um, he disliked her, <laughs> but he would want to know about our sexual experiences together. Mm -hmm with me and the young lady in the past and I was confused I was just like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well you don't like her so why are you asking me about it because mm -hmm. it's like you said it's, it's some type of turn on and uh, but because I'm a very tall and curvy woman <laughs> yeah I get a lot of attention especially from uh, the male population for a while I'm, since I'm 13 I'm 38 now I will say I love it since 10, 10, 20, 20, which is when Candace and I got married and was the best day of our lives. Yes. And I, I get to say, every time one of them try to hit on me, um, I'm married. Yes. Or better yet, I love to see their face. Oh, he, no she. And they like, I'm sorry, what? No yep. she. she. Or, or like, yes, I'll let my wife know that you gave me a compliment. And yeah. they just, like, they looking stuck. Like, yeah. now in this moment, like, not just this moment, but it makes me very upset because just thinking about men together, especially black men, you know, you got two black men together, so it's okay for two black women to be together because it's sexy. When guys give me compliments, I say thank you. You know, if guys want to open up doors, thank you. Men, if you're opening up doors for women, keep that up. But some people do have insecurities as far as, you know, they don't want their woman being talked to or, you know, trying to have a control over you. Yeah. Yes. Let's discuss that. Because yeah. I don't give a damn who you're with. Mm -hmm. I have been in relationships where my male partner is jealous as hell. Yeah. I'm about freedom. Yes. Yeah. I, I love my yeah. freedom. And when a man gets so damn jealous that it's possessive, mm. and that's insecurity. Oh, yes. Oh, I had it from yes. an ex-boyfriend and ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, yeah. yeah. Very jealous. Yeah. Jealousy it's, is there. And, and that's the insecurity. That's the person that has not done their self-work. And I'm a big advocate and you've got to do your self-work. Yes. For sure. That if you are not doing your self-work to understand who you are, mm -hmm. to get past your demons, mm -hmm. and most of them are self be self-imposed, uh, because we don't know how to give ourselves permission. Mm -hmm. This is who I am. Yeah. How does my sacred expressive life force want to be seen, heard, felt by other people? Yeah. How do I occupy yeah. my space? And we don't know how to let that be, especially yeah. in the black community. There is also the person that you're with that can bring on insecurities within yourself as well. Mm -hmm. And I'm one thing that I love about Portia is just like, she's not necessarily all out there just flawed it. She's not seeking attention from these men or other women. You know, it just kind of just comes to her. Yeah. But uh, and it was a period of time where I didn't want, like, if you told me that you was a bisexual, I didn't want to deal with you because I had been burned so many times where I'm with somebody, with a woman, and then they leave me for a man. So then when I, I had 
to grow uh, to get to where I am. But I ended up coming to like, you know what? Even if they do, like men and women, because I thought as men is competition. But if they love me, then they love me. But if there's somebody else that they want to be with, then that's then that's that's on them. You know what? You just said something to see that. Um, Within the gay community, the competition oh, yes. of the others. You're a woman. Mm-hmm. You see men as competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Used to. Yeah. How many men see another woman as competition? Yeah. That's some deep ass shit right I've there. I've taken a lot of quote unquote straight women, you know, because mm-hmm. it used to be back in my little day. Mm-hmm. You know, you said you straight, all right, that was a game for me. So that's why I don't go off on a man initially when they trying to, oh, you gay, let me try to see if I can get you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we, there's those things. Because it's, it's like a conquest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. So, yeah. I, yeah, we understand that. I mean, because mm-hmm. if, if I were a man and a sister trying to holler at my man, I'm like, what? Right. Oh, baby, I don't, right. I don't share good. Okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, so, to, to know that that's the same thing oh, yeah. that happens within the gay community. Uh-huh. That's a, I mean, like, no, yes. duh, uh-huh. light came on for me that gay men and women see the opposite yes. sex mm-hmm. as a competition. Yeah. Wow, wow, thanks yeah. for that. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, to kind of piggyback off that, um, a, a great film uh, is <laughs> called Pariah, and it goes through the life of a teenager. She's in a high school that's finding herself, and she comes out to her family. But they have a scene to where a, a lady that is dressed in men's clothing, I guess the term, if you if you wanted to put a label on her, would be more of a butch. And you know, there was older black men that started talking down to her. Again, if you guys want to see more into the life of what it is to come out and live your truth and have support or not have support, right. that's definitely a great uh, film with uh, filled with a lot of black uh, actors and actresses. Nice. Talk about some of the challenges that you have in your relationships and how you have really worked through those. Portia's experience is quite different than yours Mm -hmm. as it relates to being accepted. You were able to be who you were early in your life, Candace, you know, with your mom. Uh, Where Portia, on the other hand, really had to. It was a travesty. That's what it was made to say. Yeah, I had to be. <laughs> you become one. Mm-hmm. The word becoming means there's a process involved. Mm-hmm. Yes. So in our marriage, we do that. We just we go by there's a you, there's a me, and there's a us. Yes. Because I know that the becoming one, yeah, we're creating that one, but we also know that we are two individuals that are still trying to learn ourselves and learn ourselves with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. yeah, and so we don't want to put each other in no kind of box, no kind of controlling type thing. We right. just want to allow each yeah. other to the space. Yes to uh, build the foundation mm-hmm. both for ourselves and for the us. Mm-hmm. Portia talks about having to deal with her own baggage. Mm-hmm. Because she said that in the last episode, she had to really realize what the baggage that she was bringing to the relationship. Mm-hmm. So Portia, I, I really want to ask you, can you get more specific as to what baggage you were actually bringing, especially as related to communication? You know what? Early on in relationships, I was not a communicator. Silenced by trauma. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna have to simmer on the 
the communication part. Mm-hmm. Okay, so as far as communication and our relationship, we definitely talk oh, about yeah. everything. Yes. But my wife says it uh, better than I do, but she says she speaks Japanese and I speak Spanish. Yes. We're speaking English, however, yeah. we're just not understanding yeah. what we're trying to say. And it, yeah. and it gets so frustrating. And I'm usually a runner. But even though she says that she kind of got silenced with, while growing up, mm-hmm. she ain't silent no more. She yeah. wants to know. Because I, I, it's like a muscle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like early on in relationships that I didn't really speak. But now I knew more of who I was mm-hmm. um, and I was able to speak more on things. So now I'm more detail oriented than I ever have been. So... Candace is not. <laughs> One of the things that's so important in a relationship is communication. Mm-hmm. We learned early on in our relationship, um, according to our astrological signs, mm-hmm. that communication was going to be our biggest uh, downfall. Mm-hmm. You guys have been here for the last couple of days. I heard each one of you use the term, what you need. It was refreshing to actually have a, I don't really use this term much, but a partner to ask me that. And I think that's one of the things that I ran away from. It it was like shocking to know that somebody like genuinely yeah. yeah there's still there's a level of you your personal responsibility to you to meet your own needs. Yes. But there are certain things that you want your partner to at least collaborate in there. Too often as black women specifically, we're all about everybody else's needs. Mm-hmm. But when we start talking about what do you need, most of them know what the hell we need. No. Yeah, it's funny that we actually go back and forth. It doesn't happen too often, but it's like, well, we can be like trying to pick out a restaurant. I was like, what do you want? And it's like, we will hold back what we want to do because yeah. we're trying to please the other person. Yeah. And the other person looking at us like, uh-huh, I know what you're doing in your head. Uh-huh. Stop it. Yeah. Like, just say and communicate exactly what you want to do. You don't have to hold back because we're being kind of conditioned to. Think of when you start talking about communication. Talking Japanese versus Spanish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's really what's the what's really behind that that I'm not being able to clearly communicate to you? Exactly. A lot of times we don't ask the questions that we, that we really, <laughs> really want to know. We like would dance around it. Yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> just don't look at each other like that's that's not really what she wants. <laughs> but that causes the, the frustration. Yeah. 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 But we're trying to make sure that each other is good and I'm yeah. never Never have had that. It still causes frustration and friction. I think we're talking to me yesterday about some argument they got into, and they neither one of them know what the hell. And they no. both were talking about this was a time when we were gonna walk out with each other. We were gonna call it quits. And I said, Well, what was it about? But I do remember being heated. But even in that, were you able to say, Listen, you know what? I need some space right now. Yeah, I need a yeah. day or two just lay off. And she yeah. gave it to me. Yeah. Like, without a problem. Well, that's growth for me because in my younger uh, relationships, with what, you know, orientation they they were, I was just like, no, you're going to talk about stuff when I want you to talk about it. I'm ready to talk about it. And not allowing the other person that And space. there's fear in that communication. When yeah. if, if you're not talking when I need you to talk, then I start being fearful. Yeah. And next thing you know, you start really sabotaging shit. Yeah. Instead of just, okay, you need some space. Yeah. But the first thing we go to, our egos tell you, you know what, you're not worthy. Yeah. 
But when you're not able to communicate and you don't trust the love that you have between each other. So I ain't going You've said that many times mm-hmm. from day one. Yeah. I scolded my niece yesterday because she did say something, but she shoot, she used a phrase about I'm going to leave or something like that. Like, oh, yeah, oh, because I, 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 I just be but. playing. I, I literally, when I say this, I just want to see look on her face. <laughs> she get on my nerves. She get on my nerves. But, and I, and, and literally, I have no, the, there's no tie to so emotionally when I right. say this. I just yeah. be like, I say it, I look at her. That one time. Yeah, that one time you yeah. said that she did. Yeah. So I said, you need to stop using, putting that out in the energy. Yeah. Because yeah. you may hit her wrong one day. And that's what yeah. she said. Yeah, that already happened. No, right. yeah. uh, but, but it you, still is for better or for worse. Yeah, for and sure. I'm not. I'm not trying to divorce. You put that out there again. Okay, no annulment. Yes. I don't know what the annulment timeline is. Oh y'all, past that. Oh yeah, past that. See, sorry for being able to respect what that other person is communicating yeah. without the garbage. If you are bringing baggage along with you, past relationships, childhood trauma, the trauma from racism and stereotyping, all of that plays and weighs heavily on the African-American psyche. When you're putting out that energy of, even though you say you're, you're plain, mm-hmm. I just don't think that that's an, an element that you said, I'm gonna leave you, I'm, I'm out of here. Yes, you want to see her reaction, but she might be in that space, and that's not the good space that you, she wants to hear that in. Yeah, I told myself to stop doing that, even especially after the serious moment that we've had, because I like to, I'm sorry, my DNA is to be, be a butthole. Like, yeah. And I was like, well, that's, oh, man, that's funny. Course. I mean, you know, you say I, so. I just had to. I mean, I'm sorry for your your listeners, <laughs> but I'm with a Taurus, okay? <laughs> that's, that's all I got. Oh, and I'm a I know. I still need to stop. Uh, you're right, Auntie. Mm-hmm. I need to stop doing that because it's not. It's not right. It's not fair. We talked about vulnerabilities. Yeah. She might be in that vulnerable place. You don't know where her head is, or especially when she's going after a dream of hers. Mm-hmm. Just because you want to see how somebody's going to react. Funny. That shit yeah. ain't cute. Yeah. You know? It's because I do get a laugh. You know, just playful. We're very yeah. playful. It's well, fun, but yeah. you know, it can't, like you said, if we're putting that type stuff out into the universe, then sometimes like might. There has been times so we'll, one has been playful to me, <laughs> and the other one ain't. And they say it's real serious, uh, Candace. And, and, just, and then I was like, wait a minute, I thought we was but I think yeah. that's your uh, defense mechanism, though, as well, right? It's like, you get, yeah, where maybe if I make you uncomfortable or something, then you just feel like you just have to say something. Like, it's just, is that what it is? So, yeah, let's, like, okay, let's talk about the baggage. So, what, what happened to me was... What happened was... What happened was, <laughs> you know, there, I don't know, for some reason, and I... I'm gonna go ahead and call it baggage, but it was I had I'm gonna just I guess call it low self-esteem. Like I did not have the bar set high at all for myself mm-hmm. as in who I wanted as my partner. So I was with a deadbeat mom, I was with a drug dealer, I was with a stripper, I was with an alcoholic. And it's like, oh dang, you know she's equal employment. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yes. 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 Yes.
<laughs> and so, you know what? And one day, like in church, while I was with the last one, I was just like, something ain't right. You know, I'm, I'm in church, but I, I see this uh, young lady in a choir. I thought she was just beautiful. And so, you know, trying to figure out like who this woman was, because she was like, she was in the choir, then all of a sudden she was the director, and then all of a sudden she disappeared. Now she's like doing praise dance and stuff, and then, and then I see her in the hall, like passing out flyers. I'm like, she just had her stuff together. I said, you know what? I need to set my bar so much higher right, right, right. than what I have. And then here come Porsche. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, so that, the, the baggage of low self-esteem, and then and just seeing that, you know what? I, I don't deserve somebody like Portia. I didn't deserve why somebody why like that. That's just a very good question. Oh, I think I was just attracting those type of people just because I, in my head, was just, maybe I was just evil. So you didn't associate with me being gay, this is maybe my my karma or something like that? I'm always saying I'm like getting punished. <laughs> yeah. So that, you got to stop that too. I do have to stop. Portia tells me that all the time. I have to stop saying it. It's not a punishment. At the end of every show, I'm always reminding people, you are not the victim. Mm. You are always a student. Yeah, yeah. What is life teaching you or preparing you for? Mm -hmm. Because that's your spiritual agreement. Yeah. And so yeah. when we say, something wrong with me, this is karma, you know, those are the kinds of things that I'm learning mm -hmm. to not communicate to myself. So we talk about communication as it relates to each other, mm -hmm. external others, mm -hmm. but we never think about the conversation or the communication that we are having internally with ourselves. Of course, I see that look. So what is that? What, what just went through your head? Um, it's just, sometimes it's just, it's the rawness of stepping in front of the mirror. So, I mean, sometimes you need that. It's, it's kind of like, you just need that, like in, that in your face type of, that's the communication you need. So let's talk, I mean, let's talk about that. The intra-communication mm -hmm. that you have to have with yourself or what, what was the process of the conversation to get to the space of, this is who I am. I remember um, some years ago, because this was, I'm just being transparent. I had been engaged twice. Mm -hmm. uh, the first time. So yes. yes. And I remember that moment of being engaged the first time. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to save my wife. Like, and I was so, my heart was like racing. Um, that it was an unfamiliar territory. It was like, well, this is, again, well, all the, the feelings like, this is wrong. People have told me this is wrong. Da, 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 da. Now, I'm proud to say this is my wife. When I tell you that I pray for Candace, mm. this is exactly, man, I just, people that be like, you know, God's not real and trying to respect people's views on religion and, you know, higher powers and everything like that. And when I put it out there in the atmosphere and God received that prayer, he turned around and it didn't even take long, okay? Right. And he just was like, bam, and here hey, she is. Yeah. But, but I've said this before. He showed up when you were in your path of yes, purpose. Exactly. Yeah. I want people to be clear on this because we'd be sitting on the sideline. I'm waiting yeah. for that person. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. waiting for this. I'm waiting for that. No, you got to get out there for sure and be meeting yes. your spiritual agreements. Mm -hmm. And while you're on your path, yes. then they're on their path yes. and the paths right. intersect. Yeah. Even in that portion, yes. you, let's be honest, in straight vibes, no chasers, mm -hmm. you had to do your self work. Uh, and going back to the communication that we have internally with ourselves, mm -hmm. people need to understand how vital inner communication is. 
Yes, it, it really is. And a lot of times I do run from the, the communication within myself. But then at the same time, I'm just like, I am me. It's, I mean, you, you love it or you hate it. Yeah. So when you talk about you run from the communication, what, what type of communication are you running from? The, the negativity. I'm just like, you know what? You know, I'm an imposter. All right, yeah, you know, I've played volleyball, you know, I've, I've coached volleyball on and off for 20 years. But here I am still thinking that I don't know nothing. So, so you're basically running because imposter syndrome is chasing you. Imposter syndrome is chasing me. <laughs> okay, like that's, yeah. Again, baggage. Mm -hmm. That's that inner communication mm -hmm. that we bring to our relationships. Oh, yes. Some other relationships are from ourselves, or like you said, childhood trauma. Yeah, yeah. and I, that's one of the things that, uh, and Candace mentioned this on the other episode, that's the space that we allow each other to process. Because early in our relationship, I didn't realize I hadn't processed other relationships. That's the one thing that I talk about, the emotional side of success. Mm -hmm. And that's where the inner communication comes in at. The conversation and the language that I use within internally is going to come out in my relationships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So, of course, you were saying there was times that you have to check yourself when you're actually saying certain things that may be condescending in a way. Yeah, because it goes back to the UBS. Like, I'm not trying to put my crap off on her. And I think that that's a mistake that I made in other relationships mm -hmm. is doing that. that. And that's my responsibility in those past relationships is that I... <laughs> put my crap on them and they yeah. you can only take so much right you know right. what i'm saying yeah but what i'll do is whenever i i sense that there's something going on with her or <laughs> she's like you know snapping at me i was just like all right there's something that you got going on so i'm gonna go the opposite way i love you <laughs> deal with that I, but you know what as your partner i'm not gonna take it personally yeah yeah all right yeah. so yeah. like yeah this i'm not gonna take it personally all right yeah. something's going on with you you deal with that. right there's been yeah. times where i'm like let me take a long drive home yeah because it's not you, it's me. Literally. Literally. Okay. <laughs> like, that really is a thing. Yeah, that is a guys, thing. You know, like, yeah. it really is a thing sometimes. Yeah. So when we're talking about communication, there is that people will ask, why are you gay? <sighs> I, I don't know why people need to have to, they, they feel like they have to figure out why we're gay. A lot of people are born this way. And some people just want to experiment Mm -hmm. And some people, I don't know, you said that they if they chose to be gay. Like, who wants to choose getting talked about? Yeah. Who wants disowned. to choose getting disowned? Yeah. 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 Killed. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of people do want to say, okay, you know what? All right. You, you only, you didn't have a father growing up. All right. That might be it. Or, or you were molested when you yeah, were that's a big younger. One. That's a, that's a, that's a big one. That's a the, huge with, That's a big one within the black male community. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. I know. Doesn't matter why. I'm trying to see through one. Even deal with it. Like, well, that's your problem. That's How long did it take you to get to that space? Um, you know what? Honestly, I once again, I am very fortunate. But once I knew that my mama didn't really trip, I didn't care what nobody else said. And then also, <laughs> my sister's gay. You know, she's married to a woman. 
What about so, your father? I don't care about that dude. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, but that might be like the aha, that's why she's gay because she didn't have her father in her life. For me, I don't think, and I'm sure that's been presented in the conversation that was had about me, um, but I think it's not about what I didn't have, it's about what I did have. Uh, I've seen strength and femininity surrounded by me, and I thought that was that so attractive. Yeah. I was raised by a strong black woman. I had four uh, strong black aunts. I mean, yes. I had two strong black grandmothers that, thank God, they are still in the land of living. That's attractive to me. Like, why yeah. would I want to be protected, provided for by this type of person? Because that's what I know. So then I asked the question again, straight bodies, no chasers. I saw the same thing. Right. I have the same images exactly. in my mind as far as the strength of a black woman. Uh-huh. I can... admire strong black women. If it wasn't for black women in many situations, the, the black community would, would falter even more. But yet, I'm not gay. You're not into mm-hmm. Right, right. Don't they kind of say like, hey, it's crazy how your psyche will decide to go one way or another. Just right. like if you were molested by the same sex, um, that may be a reason. It may not. You might just decide that you don't want to ever experience that again or you don't yeah. want to put that on anybody else yeah. or yeah. you might want to be an advocate for it. It's so interesting how your psyche will choose on which path to go mm-hmm. after you experience yeah. something pretty much. It's just going back to the stereotype of either molested or, or fatherless home. I met this, this gentleman in Little um, Rock, Arkansas so I haven't talked to him in a few years, but I love him to pieces because that man it just was a full ex- expression of himself. And his mother, and I've had many conversations with her, she knew, she thought I knew from day one, maybe like then. Hmm. And so I was like, okay, so because I'm still trying to wrap my head around who I am. Right. But she was like, yeah, I knew. From early on, when he was like, you know, between the ages of three and five, I knew this. Wow. Did you yeah. struggle with that in knowing that other people were openly accepting of it and then you didn't get it? Was there some feeling about that? Yes. Um, I've asked, if many nights I've cried out, uh, not here recently, I'm not going but I've asked, why me? Why am I placed in this family? Not necessarily like the aunts and the uncles and the grandparents, but like my home base, the immediate family of mother, you know, no father, but my brother. Like, why did I get placed in this? But I am to be here. Mm-hmm. I don't. I still don't know exactly why. I feel like the strength that I have to say this is who I am is not only helping me and ministering to me, but it is ministering to my nieces and nephews. Yeah. It's ministering to all the other family members that feel like they just can't come out. Like mm-hmm. they have to be shackled into this something else that this facade that the world or their family says they have to be. Yeah. I feel like it's just oversaturated. Like it doesn't even matter. It like doesn't. you said this on the last episode. It doesn't even matter. Like stop oversaturating. This is not right. even what right. life is about. Yeah. Because yeah, like yeah. what's the now that we got some real shit to deal with. I just <laughs> want to say that. Like, I mean, this whole racism thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. call it. Unemployment. We, 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 unemployment. Yeah. I mean, there's so much more meaningful shit yeah. that we need to yeah. do work on. That's the thing. It's because they want to stay on the surface. Yeah. 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 Scraping yeah. the surface all the mm-hmm. time. They don't want to go deeper. Yeah. The variations of love is amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, but love in and in its of itself and its truth is just love. It doesn't mm-hmm. it may come in various forms, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, rhythms. 
yeah. uh, flows, but love is love. I really would love to see us move away from the stigmas, mm-hmm. stereotypes, and labels, and to understand these are just two people that they found their flow. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. I know you and Portia have talked about having children. Yes. And how do you make the decision, again, excuse your auntie's ignorance, but how do you make the decision as to who carries the baby? Both of you are capable. Man. Yes, and it has been a challenge. The same sex with women is like these other terms. You know, a femme, soft film, hard, oh, you know, oh, all of that. Die. But you, like, you kind of know in advance this is a more of a feminine woman than a masculine woman. So the feminine woman is probably going to be the one that's, you know, okay. agrees to carry. Yeah. That's not always the case. No. There's a lot of masculine women that decide, you know, what, for whatever reason, whether they were solo and they just they want a child or their more feminine partner you know couldn't or didn't didn't want to but not just because you're a woman doesn't mean that you want to have kids like my wife said just discussion yeah you know and you know she said she would if she if she had to and yeah. if i could yeah of course. so yeah wow yeah that's that's deep now yeah literally <laughs> This has just been amazing for me to be able to be in a safe environment, mm-hmm. um, you know, at the dinner table, educating myself on this. This has just been such an honor. I, I just want to know how you have felt for the show. I'm excited about this conversation. I think it opens it up for other conversations. I'm not gonna lie. As I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, what, you know, what's gonna happen when the family hears this? <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. How they can take this and learn from from it, whether it be our family or you know anybody else's family that just had somebody, one of their family members, come out to them mm-hmm. and they just don't understand. Show up and love them. You may not understand because let's be for real they didn't always understand what you was doing either and uh it seems like freedom i'm not gonna lie like oh my gosh that just come out of my mouth but it's like own it Uh yeah that's what i really feel uh i hope that my bonus not just in this showing you know being who i am as far as sexual orientation or my wife or in in entrepreneurship just be bold in it Mm -hmm. and or my love of god be bold in it there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that yeah. Yeah. No, I really did enjoy this experience because um, I do want to help others. And I feel like that we, uh, Portia and I, uh, were put together so we could do this. Yeah. Uh-huh. With the Allies of Arts, with mm-hmm. this amazing platform. There was um, hmm, something I wrote in my book about how it's important when you when you are in a relationship, you should look at that relationship as not just um, the satisfaction of the two of you. Mm. That relationship came together to right. also elevate the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we love each other, we enjoy each other, but the sanctification, the sacredness of this relationship is beyond the two of us. Mm-hmm. It also is to to do something within the community mm-hmm. and help other people as well. Every day, I wish for you know for that same kind of love for myself because wow. I've sucked at that situation. This <laughs> <laughs> just wasn't those situations right. Yeah, I'm right. a handful. You yeah. got and you got to be the the right person. You better come correct. He, he is out there. He is definitely out there. But like I said, I noticed you were really active in your your spiritual agreement. You know, you're on your path and then the, the intersection happens. Yes. 
what's the one thing you would love for people to know? That we have more similarities than people realize. And at the end of the day, people just want to be accepted. We just want to be accepted for who we are. And we want to have people continue to be open to to when we have conversations about our relationship or, you know, the things that, that we do together, just be open to it. I just say, um, if anybody is struggling with anything, whether it's trying to become an ally or if you're trying to figure out what letter of the alphabet you are a part of in the community or or not, you know, because there's titles, but then there's also a title to not be titled. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of confusion Mm -hmm. going on. I think that's that's what our story is. I think a lot of people need that strength of those letters. I'm just being real. Okay. Yeah. To really like, oh, this fits who I am. Mm -hmm. You know, they need the strength of that. I I think that we don't really do labels. And there's a lot of people that's like that. But I think that strength of those letters help. You're right. Once I listen to this, maybe 10 years from now, I will be like, okay, maybe I will know a whole bunch more about the other letters in our community. Yes. But just find yourself. And let's focus on uh, thriving. There, there is so much to this community that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And it gave me a sense of, okay, stop beating myself up. Yeah. When you guys said, well, we don't know everything about it. Yeah. I'm like, oh my yeah. God, thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We still watching documentaries on it and learning yeah. the history of, And pressing you know, pause and trying to figure out, yeah. like, what did we just see? Yeah. Yeah, and learning the history of the community, whether it be from the trans to uh, watching the Pride, the documentary that we were talking about on Hulu that had the early history of gays. So yeah, we still we still learn this stuff too. Just just for real, be you, mm-hmm. no matter what. And if you if there's anybody that is around you that has a problem with that. Just separate yourself from them and let them catch up to you. Yeah. All right. Well, again, I thank you so very much. Thank you. All righty. Ah, that music means it's time for The World According to Penny. Now, in my closing thoughts, I want to just recap specific comments that caused me to ponder days and weeks after our conversation at the dinner table. For instance, um, Candace said at the end, she says, be you no matter what. If anyone has a problem with that, just separate yourself from them and hopefully they'll catch up to you. Now, but what impacted me was to separate yourself and hopefully they'll catch up. Without a doubt, it's not easy to separate ourselves from loved ones or significant others because we do want them to accept us for who we are. But on the flip side of that, far too many of us have allowed this desire for acceptance to force us to live an acceptable lie than to live our beautiful truth. And that's a dilemma that just, it's something that we all go through. But the truth has a way of coming to the surface to reveal itself. And the fallout of living an acceptable lie is far worse than telling our beautiful truth from the very beginning. Fact is, it's not about your sexual orientation. It's about the truth you tell yourself and how you live that truth. Taking ownership of the self you are and embracing that we are exactly as Elohim created us. That is our greatest purpose in life. Elohim's not fooled by anything we do. 
They knew us long before we entered our mother's womb and sees the essence of who we are. Perfection. Another question we explored that has stuck with me was, why are you gay? Now, Candace brought to the surface that many times we say the reason why people are gay is because they were without something. But Portia's response still has me pondering the the impact of what she said. And she said, it's not what I didn't have, but what I did have. I found strength in a community surrounded by strong black women, which was so attractive to me, she said. I was raised by a strong black woman. I have four strong black aunts and two strong black grandmothers. That is attractive to me. So why wouldn't I want to continue to be protected and provided for by this type of person? Because that's all I know. As I said, that response from Portia was, it was profound. And I am still processing the implications of that statement because there is something there. And, and I'm just asking my divine allies to separate and speak to me on that fact, because that, that was really, um, I didn't expect for that answer to, to come about at all. Another thing that, that stuck with me was the why me question. And Portia also said, why me? Why am I placed with immediate family members that are unacceptant of my truth? Her experience, she says though, has helped her learn to take ownership of her inner truth. And it is also beginning to minister to her soul. Portia also went on to say, it's shaping her ability to help others break free from feeling that they have to remain shackled to a facade that pleases the world and their family. And you know what? No doubt that is what has inspired her and drives her in her work with Uplift Her and just the hashtag, I know her. See, because too often we think the painful experiences are about us. But I've learned, just as Portia is beginning to learn, it's never really about us. Instead, every heartache, every unpleasant, hurtful event is to prepare us for purpose. Before we can be effective messengers of spirit, we have to first be the best students of the message that we are to, that we're intended to give, which leads me to something I'm always saying. You are never the victim of life. You are always the student of purpose. So what skills or higher consciousness are you learning? What task or message are you being prepared for? I appreciate you tuning in to another episode of Straight Vibes, No Chasers. And I certainly hope you will keep listening and grow with me in this journey. If you like the show, leave me a comment. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast and tell a friend about it. I really appreciate that. Also visit my website, pennymurray.com for more information uh, about my work and how you can support or be a part of the dialogue on Straight Vibes, No Chasers. Again, thanks for listening. And as always, I leave you with my closing assertion for your life. You are as spirit created you, endowed with power and authority to manifest positive outcomes and the divine wisdom to bring about meaningful change. Give yourself 
permission to think, trust, create, speak, and live your life's truth. Ashe. You've been listening to Straight Vibes, No Chasers, with Dr. Penny Murray. Listen and subscribe to our podcast from your mobile device with your favorite podcast app. If you have any questions, topic ideas, comments, or want to invite Dr. Murray to speak at your next event, go to contact us at pennymurray.com. If you're in the North Dallas, Texas area, we invite you to become a member of the Inner Wellness Community by taking part of the African American Council on Fear.